Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Welcome to Legacy Heating and Air Game Day, only on the home of Notre Dame football. Sports Radio 960 WSBT and WSBTRadio.com. Brought to you by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Sherwood Tire, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, Pet Refuge, Centier Bank, Tim Growl State Farm Insurance, McLeod Ultra, OSMC, Imperial Furniture, Lozier, Pella Windows, and Hotel Elkhart. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. And yes, I do have a feeling of something special. I think it's gonna happen tonight. I know I'm in the minority, but I've always been a little different. But what has not been different over the years is WSBT is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Wow, 100 years of serving Michiana. And game day has been a fixture on WSBT's lineup for 50 years, first starting out in 1972. And I've been lucky to be part of game day for almost half of those years. What we do here at game day is we talk Notre Dame football through former players, coaches, celebrities, and media people. Memories and memories go down. Some X and O's, we'll talk to some media people that have a little more knowledge of that. And we'll also get a, the opinion of our guests, players, and coaches. On our show today, we've got former Irish players Derek Mays, Josh Adams, Brandon Wimbush, Bobby Brown, Reggie Florima, and Dr. Brian Radigan. Plus, from the media, we'll be talking to Dr. Lynn Clark and hopefully connect with uh, Pete Sampson. Now, they're all down there in Columbus as well as Dr. Radigan, so we're going to have some eyes on exactly what's going on down there. But let's get started with uh, my co-host, Jim Ezzeri. Irizarry. Irizarry. I'm Irizarry. so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Talk to my wife. I butcher <laughs> names. I'm the George Bush of the family. I butcher names all the time. I, uh, I, I've had to deal with that basically all my life anyway. It rolls off my back like water on a duck. Well, so. I appreciate it because I might say it again like that and stuff too. So, Jim. That, that's, why, that's why I've always just referred to it as game day with Tim and Jim. There you go. That's all. Uh, we'll, I, go, I, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, that makes it easy for me. My wife must have called you and told you that. So, Jim, give me your, give me your initial thoughts on on the game today uh when i when i saw the schedule come out first i was like oh okay we're just gonna go right into this aren't we um and then i was like hmm let's see you know after everything that happened back in november december right uh i was kind of like that ohio state game's gonna be real interesting isn't it with a new coach new quarterback you know all sorts yeah all sorts of new stuff uh Basically, you know, kind of a new secondary as far as the depth goes. You know, mm-hmm. once you get once you get past that first line in the secondary, uh, they're really very young. Yes, they are. Um, and then all the charm and charisma of Marcus Freeman has kind of brought me up, and I'm. It's a 17 point cover. If I was a betting man, I would take that, but I, I'm not a betting man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If I'm a betting man, I'm going Notre Dame plus 17 today. Okay. So, I mean, that's... We'll get your exact score at the end of the show, your exact <laughs> prediction. Oh, we'll... that's going to be wild. You'll, uh... you'll have an hour and 55 minutes to think of that. 
that and stuff too. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get our first guest on here. He's a former Notre Dame wide receiver who became an All-American at the at Notre Dame. And that led to him being drafted in the second round by the Green Bay Packers, which led him to achieve a Super Bowl ring for Super Bowl 31. And that would be Derek Mays. Good afternoon or good morning where you're at, Derek. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great. Not hearing anything. Doing great, Derek. Yeah, I, I can tell you, um, I uh, I really get a kick out of uh, Saturday football uh, in the fall, uh, especially in the beginning uh, out here on the West Coast, where um, you can still be in your pajamas and uh, have breakfast and watch football. There's nothing oh, yeah, better. You want me to use those hey, Derek, can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah, I'm sorry. My the first first game. First show of the season. My my headphones First went out. Jitters. So we said, yeah. I did not drop. I didn't drop the ball. So um, you never drop the ball when you're playing for Notre Dame that I remember very often. Hey, what's um? Tell me first of all. Let's catch up with you. What's going What's going on in your life right now? I'm really enjoying life here in Los Angeles. Been here for 20 years. Uh, chasing my son around. He's a sophomore in high school now. Uh, proud of Los Angeles and uh, looking for big things to come out of Hudson Mays. Uh, other than being a proud father, uh, continue to working in the workspace, uh, get back to Notre Dame. Um, look forward to being back there next week. I'll be back there. I'm on the board for the Monogram Club. Uh, we'll be our home opener, and I look forward to being with all of our uh, former uh, teammates and colleagues. Look forward to that. Um, enjoyed uh, for the last three or four years now, um, uh, part owner with Coach Holtz and Play Like a Champion Today, the trademark. Uh, we're enjoying the first year and our uh, exclusive merchandise licensship partner uh, ship with Notre Dame and Fanatics. And so we're looking for good things to come out of that. Um, so uh, a lot of good things keeping me busy. Um, but more importantly, uh, I'm just thrilled uh, to be uh, at the precipice of where we are with the Marcus Freeman era. We've gotten a chance to, to, to know Coach Marcus uh, uh, since his hire. Uh, we've gotten really close. And um, there's a buzz all on campus. I got a chance to... Uh, visit training camp and spend some time with the team there and, and the wideouts. And I can tell you, um, it is electrifying and uh, everyone's bought in. And uh, I, I, I just left with Coach Marcus, uh, something that Coach Holtz always told me, and that is never uh, sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. And uh, in saying so, uh, I know he's going to measure three times and cut once, um, uh, taking good, good care and stewardship um, of the Notre Dame football program. Uh, it's a, it's an honor and a duty and a responsibility. And he's, he's just blown, uh, the standard, um, out of the water yeah. and created a new one instantly. And, and that's what people feel, even if they can't articulate it. Um, that's what's happening over there and, and, and everyone's bought in. So uh, Derek, what I heard that he's connecting with the alumni players a lot more than past coaches have. Is, is that correct? Uh, yeah, in, 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 indeed, um, by definition, you know, not in, not in word, mm -hmm. but indeed. Mm -hmm. um, and, and listen, nothing against uh, uh, Coach Brian, uh, BK. I, I've known Brian for a long time, and I really enjoy him. But, yeah, um, you know, there's certain uh, groups who've been able to enjoy that type of relationship with BK, whereas um, uh, I feel that Coach uh, Marcus is all-encompassing. And um, that's really important. Um, that transcends um, 
uh, everyone out there on that campus, everyone who's ever represented the university in every facet. Um, and I think that's what's really important. And that's why there is a buzz on campus, right? Uh, uh, I, I try to remind, and when I when I when I gave that piece of advice to Coach Marcus when he first got the year, I tried to remind him. I said, "Listen, you know uh, that endowment. I don't know how many billions we're up to now, but uh, you know the majority of those folks, uh, uh, they don't get over to the stadium uh, as much as uh, the other twenty percent. And so, uh, you know, this is a, a part of a a bigger thing, and and in in the Notre Dame community, and so that's something that." Um, I think he's embraced right away. Um, he has instilled it and made it uh, mandated uh, for the new uh, coaching staff members that he's brought on. Uh, I've been able to see that firsthand with Coach Chance. He's stuck with the wideouts. Uh, he told me when he came out here to Los Angeles, he took me out to lunch and he said, Derek, man, he said, I just got the job. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching that 40 for 40, four years for 40. <laughs> you know, he goes, you know, I come from Clemson, you know, we don't have the same NIL kind of stuff we can dangle. I said, I, I said, Chancey, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I said, because, um, you know, wanting to be here is 60% of the challenge and not everyone is cut out to be Notre Dame material. So did you know Chancey before? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, I did so not that is indicative of just reaching out, I mean, to the alumni yeah. and not even having that connection previous. 100% again and indeed putting the words in and in, and in, in the deed the actual effort and the action putting those words into action um, is what uh, I uh, I talked to Timmy Brown uh, Jerome but all those guys we understand that again we're used to that but some of the other folks uh, the Emmett Moses of the world who has a, a top uh, young recruit out right. here in Los Angeles to to, 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 to to get that instant interaction from 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 the team, uh, from 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 individuals like that, um, I think that's what's important, and that's how we know it's permeating uh, throughout uh, throughout all of Notre Dame. We're talking with former, former Notre Dame All-American wide receiver Derek Mays on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Let's go back a little bit now, since we stayed current and stuff. So, remind our listeners. How were you recruited? Was Notre, was Notre Dame on something on your radar back as a kid or somewhere when you were playing in high school? Indeed. Um, listen, 1989, 1990, my uh, freshman and sophomore year in Indianapolis, you can imagine uh, what Notre Dame was doing. But as close in proximity as Notre Dame was to me in Indianapolis, um, it was light years away from, uh, you know, what Indianapolis even uh, – assumed or considered uh for for notre dame to be a hometown it wasn't considered a, a hometown school uh, i remember i was getting a lot of flack from uh turning down uh offers and and recruiting visits from purdue and and iu because those were hometown schools i said notre dame is a hometown school i don't understand uh but that's <laughs> really what i was 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 educated to understand this is a global property this is a global community and so um, as far as I went all the way down to University of Miami to get recruited, uh, as far out here to UCLA getting recruited, um, right there, right underneath my nose was one of the best gyms and resources uh, for me uh, to go out and be a whole person. Um, getting to play football, you know, the sport I love, uh, getting to compete with the best. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that, that there's just the icing on the cake. You can't count for that. Um, and it certainly propelled me into my profession to be able to 
go from Notre Dame, the story program, to uh, Green Bay right away. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see that and be a part of that with uh, my old teammates, Aaron Taylor and, and Craig Hendricks. And when we won the Super Bowl my rookie year, um, you know, that was something the three of us really took a time to share. Gene McGuire happened to be on the team that okay. year as well. Um, Lindsey Knapp. Oh, my God. We had a handful of guys that uh, really enjoyed that opportunity to, to go from one story program to another. So we don't take it for granted now. Obviously, you get older. Um, but when it, when I was young, I thought, you know, that that it was the right kind of decision because of the, the type of messaging that I was getting from Coach Holtz. Uh, he and Skip Holtz, uh, his son, uh, was the wide receiver coach at the time. And, um, you know, he sat in my living room and, you know, he ate my mom's lemon cake and he told my mom was the best <laughs> lemon cake he ever had. Uh, until this day, she still believes it. Um, yeah. I, you need to send something. To me. Well, Jim and I will be a judge of that. Independence, yeah, we, take, yeah, send us cake. We, we are experts in, 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 the ways of, uh, in the ways of lemon cake. Uh, Mama Mays is more than happy. She's more than happy to spread love. Well, we'll get an address to you here coming up in a, in a little bit. Uh, I Dare I say this, by the way. Um, I actually remember seeing you at North Central playing growing up because I grew up in Carmel, and okay. and and uh, and I remember everybody at those Carmel North Central games when you were playing. We were all like, "Damn, this guy can ball!" <laughs> uh, oh wow! Thank uh, you, man. Right? I have I have zero perspective to that. I, 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 no, no, seriously, Jim. Yeah. I, I want to hear. I want to hear that story. I just got one to counter with you, just to, to give you some perspective. Go ahead, please. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, I mean, just just those games that I remember. You know, at least you know, going to uh, going up to the stadium at Carmel. Uh, yeah, we were we were all just like, yeah, this this dude's gonna He's go D one somewhere big. You know, sure. and 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 sure. that, yeah, and and I remember all that all that flack that you got actually uh, because you didn't pick. IU or Purdue, why did you choose Notre Dame? Uh, again, you know, great leadership uh, at, uh, I think uh, Jim Coletto was at uh, uh, Purdue. I think, yeah. uh, I think, uh, and then we had Coach Mallory uh, mm -hmm. down at IU. Um, good programs. Uh, but, you know, again, my five came down to Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, and Miami. Um, what did they all have in common? <laughs> they were all contending for a national yeah, championship. Right. And, and you know, that's something I never shied away from was competition. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be around the best. Um, steel start, sharpened steel. Uh, and so I, I, I never ran away from competition. So when I saw this awesome place that, you know, at the time was touted uh, to be the best, I said, yeah, let me, let me get, a, let me get some of that smoke. Let me see where, where I stack up uh, uh, among it, and and Jim, I, I I I'll say, man, it the the to counter your 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 um, your story, my 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 son's now don't shatter his that. dreams now. I mean, come on now, don't. <laughs> no, 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 it's 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 just, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a cool, it's a it's a uh, complimentary story to it. Uh, my son's getting recruiting basketball now, and um, the the head coach uh, Thad Modden now is at Butler. Mm -hmm. um, the assistant is uh, Kevin Kula. Kevin was a uh, classmate of mine at Notre Dame and class president of our, 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 our school year. Um, 
they they got to talking, uh, I guess, recently. And Kevin shares a story with me. He goes, yeah, Derek, he goes, I was telling, you know, we we're talking about your son, Hudson. And and he goes, oh, I, I know who Derek Mays is. He goes, how do you know Derek? You know, he went to <laughs> Notre Dame. He goes, well, he goes, when I was at Butler, he goes, I was a student teacher at North Central. Oh, he wow. goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, and I'll never forget. He goes, it was springtime. He goes, track and track and field was going on. He goes, I don't know if Derek was on the track team, but I know he was out there messing around at the track. A ball went over the fence. He goes, and I don't, I've never seen anything like it to this day. This kid just jumps over the fence, one foot, gets the ball, hops right back over, and nothing happened. He goes, oh my God, that's the most athletic thing I've ever seen. So he goes. So he goes. In that case, if you're telling me Derek has a, a son that plays basketball, he goes. He's got to be. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're at least taking a look at him. Why not? Let's go. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, Jim but and no, Tim. Are, go ahead. No, those are just hometown. You know, I think uh, that the you know the the genuine spirit of what I got to enjoy at Notre Dame was just an extension of sort of those hometown uh, uh, stories. Growing up in Indianapolis, having the rivalry with Carmel. Um, and just a great community. I really did enjoy it. It's a great, it was a great place to grow up. Jim and Tim with the Super Bowl 31 championship, Green Bay Packers receiver Derek Mays. So let's talk about what you think tonight is from your perspective for the wide receivers. So obviously you've talked to yeah. uh, Coach Stuckey and they've been hit with a lot of a lot of injuries, but he's yeah. never complained one time. So just bring the next guys up and we start training them up. So That's give me right. your perspective on on that tonight. What are you going to be looking for well, from the it, Irish receivers? That 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 is the mentality, Tim. And uh, you know, you the group's mantra is ice. I catch everything, um, which is great. I thought <laughs> that is, was that's a, good. It's a good looking good T-shirt, I, mean, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ours was uh, uh, Afro's America's finest receivers on Saturday, and and Rocket coined that wow. phrase. And it, nice. It went all the way down uh, uh, through uh, through through my years uh, in the, into the two thousands, but. Um, you know, uh, I, I texted uh, with with Avery Davis. I mean, the day after mm. uh, that that's so tough. So um, sad. So yeah. sad. So so sad. And and you know, just his resolve though, talking about how he's gonna you know come back and do it all over again. Um, you know that that was really encouraging. Um, I, I've stayed in touch with Deion Colsey. I know Colsey went down right after I did. Uh, with a bit of a sprain, um, you know, bouncing back. So you know, you talk about these injuries, you're 100% spot on. Uh, but what I can tell you is the the, the, the kids got the, the team's got depth. Um, I'm looking for uh, Jaden Thomas uh, to have a breakout uh, given the opportunity. Um, uh, of course, you got Braden Lindsay there. Um, I'm such a fan. I wish I had the kind of the, the, the motor, that, that, that. <laughs> I, I promise you, I wish I, I told him that too. Um, but it, it was funny enough while I was there, I also spent the time with Deion Colsey and I was telling Colsey, I said, listen, you can't do what Brayden Lindsay can do. You know, you can be the best Deion Colsey, your big body. Yep, do your um, thing. Use, yeah. Use, use it to your ability. And, and that day, that practice, he really did. He turned it on and I'm so excited for him. I'm, I'm really going to be looking for him. One other kid I want you to keep an eye on, and again, we talked about next man in. Keep an eye on Connor Radigan. I know you're going to talk to his dad, sure. uh, doctor, the yep. good doctor, Brother Radigan, right. here shortly. <laughs> and he's being a dad right now. I shot him a text before the show, and I said, good luck, um, dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a uh, mixed emotions on the sidelines, right? 
You know, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Talk about sharing duties, right? Yeah. Um, but keep an eye on Connor. Connor okay. is um, as dependable as they come, and given the the depletion of of, of injury, I could see him being a a, a big uh, uh, factor in the middle in that slot, helping out uh, and, and and moving the chain. So, so you know, I think it's going to be a a, a a big team effort, you know, for the wideouts. Everybody getting the ball a little bit somewhere. I think it's probably going to force a balanced attack. So we're going to get a heavy dose of the running game. You guys mentioned that at the top of the mm-hmm. uh, at the call. So, um, you know. Uh, what I think is going to happen is they're going to be forced to play a balanced uh, style football, and that's going to put the pressure on the defense to um, hold uh, those guys on the other side. Um, and, you know, that's not going to be an easy task. No, but, not. you know, one thing that I've learned to, to, to uh, you know, appreciate over time, when you get defensive-minded coaches – Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to re- they're going to reflect that coach's uh, attitude. And and, um, you know, you give the ball back to Tommy Reese. He is going to um, pick you apart given enough time. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't expect it to necessarily happen in the first half. But if the defense is able to hold those guys, hold that number down in the first half, um, I see Tommy being able to go into the locker room at halftime, make some adjustments, and come out with a third quarter that he's been very successful at doing in the past. Sounds like a good plan to me. Hey, do you have a um, a Lou Holtz story that you can tell in two minutes? Your favorite two Lou minutes. Holtz story? I, I don't have I don't have too many stories because they get long winded and and, <laughs> and or are rated. Um, uh, so, um, so that's, I've heard that from a lot of the Holtz players over my years of interviewing them. Uh, yeah. He, he likes to tell everybody that I should have been a kicker. Uh, yeah. That's he, every, every Derek May should have been a kicker. He should have, that should have been a kicker. And I, why should have been a kicker coach? Cause he kicked everything around. What time was curfew? What were we having for dinner? Stay an extra day. Um, I don't know that, I, that that that's probably one of the one of the the the, the closest impersonations I can get from him. Uh, the, you know the stories that you know coach has. Uh, they're 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 lifelong stories. They really are. They're they're um, oftentimes uh, you know funny at the time, but um, you know sort of uh, poignant and 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 everlasting. So. Um, you know, I, I I try to reserve those for uh, when when I don't have to be edited. Uh, <laughs> well, and we I, we appreciate it. this is a family show. Thank you very much. That's right. That's right. All right, Derek, score for today's game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I I heard you guys were talking numbers about the spread. I don't know if that has decreased since then. I don't know. Um, I think it went from seventeen and a half down to seventeen. Is what yeah. I heard driving so, in. I'm, I'm going to leave that to the official, the the, the the real authorities, the Pete Sampsons of the world. He and, <laughs> he and uh, he's got a he's got a great uh, relationship with one of my dear friends and mentors, Tom Mendoza, and uh, they can talk uh, they talk uh, football way much better than I do. So I'm gonna leave the I'm gonna leave the spread to them. I'll say this: uh, I got a feeling Notre Dame's going to win. Um, I can't give you a I, I can't give you a number, but I feel like they'll win by a touchdown. Uh, I, I think. Thank I think you. That's thank you. Happen. All right. All right. <laughs>
I'll take that. I'll take that. Hey, we really appreciate it. Time always goes fast on these things. We could talk for an hour. Um, hopefully, when you're in town for Holtz's Heroes, there's a chance we might be out there, you know, live, get you guys on the air. I've been trying to get Coach Holtz on the whole, my whole 20 some years I've been doing the show, but never had a chance yet. So, oh, maybe, there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> there's Let still me do time. some work for you guys. I'm, I might not be able to get you the cake, but maybe I can get that for you. I'll work on it. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. Man, I got a taste <laughs> for lemon cake now. <laughs> right. All right, Derek. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Go Irish. Go Irish. All right, stay right with us. We're back after a short break with Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated and Pete Sampson from The Athletic on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, your home for the Fighting Irish. Legacy Heating and Air Game Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It's brought to you by, of course, Legacy Heating and Air, the Cook family business. Uh, also by Centier Bank, Indiana's largest private family-owned bank, and South Bend Orthopedics team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Thanks, Jim. Maybe uh, Legacy Heating is going to have to get down to uh, Columbus. They might need some extra help with all the air conditioners down there. Maybe. <laughs> hey. Good use of it here, actually. Yeah, actually, it's not, it's not too bad. Yeah. This is the first time back in the studio yeah. since three years for me. Everything's been on the road. Yeah. Next uh, round of questioning and interviewing is going to be with a couple of uh, Notre Dame's finest uh, media and sports reporters. We've got down in Columbus from the athletic Pete Sampson, and I think in his car is Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrated. Are you on there, Lynn? I am. All right. All right. We got Len, too. So where where are you at? How far are you away from Columbus? Well, I'm trying to get into the parking lot, and that's becoming quite the chance. in traffic right But I have to tell you, during the week, I looked at the weather forecast. I saw it was going to be in the upper 80s, but right now, it's cloudy, it's sprinkling, and it's actually kind of cool. It's loving well, I bet the players would like to have that. Dr. Radigan's probably hoping for a little less humidity down there and stuff, too. Hey, let's get started. So we're going to have some fun here because this is the first time I've ever had two media people on at the same time, different perspectives, obviously, and stuff. And you've both been covering it for a long time. Pete, what, Notre Dame 21 years or so? This is my 22nd season. 22nd. Hey, so. Lynn, how about you? Well, off and on for the past uh, 30 years since I was at Notre Dame. All right, so we got a lot of knowledge from you guys. And you guys have both been through, obviously, coaching changes as such. Pete, what have you seen in the practice you've been able to and in talking to people is the biggest difference about this hire from some of the other coaching changes you've experienced over your career? I think that how much uh, Marcus Truman connects with the players is a big difference. Like, he's, he's much more, like, we talk about players coach, and I think for him it's like it's because he was a player not that long ago. Um, and I think that he just is – he's able to sort of connect with the, the players in a much more, like, modern way than Brian Kelly or Charlie Weiss, who are much more – I'm the head coach, I'm up in the tower, I'm in the corner office, mm-hmm. you make an appointment to come see me, whereas I think Marcus Freeman is more like, no, I'm going to come find you. And it's something as simple as him going through stretching lines every day in practice and making sure he high-fives or hugs. Uh, every player makes, like, physical contact with him, like – Brian Kelly wanted to be sort of off to the side, observe everything from 30,000 feet, and Marcus Freeman wants to sort of be in the trenches with the guys as if he was a player himself. 
Do you think that's a trend we're going to see? Do you think that fits the today's players and college kids? Reminded that a lot oh, of them yeah. are still 17 and 18 years old? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does because it's uh, – I think that Derek Mays was on before reference Tom Mendoza, who's a uh, you know, Notre Dame alum, and like one of his famous sayings is like, people don't care what you know unless they know that you care. And I think that Marcus Freeman is very intentional about building these personal relationships with the players. They're not just like – Jersey numbers, heights, and weights on a roster to him. Like he, I think he's much more uh, intentional and active about making sure these guys trust him and he knows them so he can push them in different ways. I just don't think he's – I think the modern approach is you don't treat everyone the same way. You treat them like how you know you can get the best out of them, and I think that's what Marcus Freeman's approach is. Lynn, what do you have to add that in your impression of a, the coaching change here versus all the other ones you've seen over the years? I'll echo the sentiments of Pete, but I have to say it's been very refreshing. As Pete mentioned, Marcus is really a player's coach. Brian Kelly was more like a CEO operation, as, as he said, a 30,000-foot view of looking at the program. But Marcus is in the trenches. He's there. He's an individual who really understands uh, the next generation, the emerging generation, and that's why he's such an effective And so one thing that I took away from fall camp is really how refreshing it has been with the coaching change, and you can just see what the assistant coaches, they pretty much have the same mindset and mentality and the body with the players, and something that we have not seen over the past couple of years at Notre Dame. So going into the 2022 football season, there's a lot of anticipation, basically because of the character of Chris Freeman and his coaching staff. Tim and Jim with uh, Irish Illustrated's Len Clark and the athletic Pete Sampson. Pete, also going along with, with the hire of the coaching staff, obviously, you know, I'm not any kind of coach or whatever, but I've been impressed that he had enough confidence in himself. He wasn't afraid to hire guys that have been head coach before. And, and knowing that that might be one of his limitations, he needed somebody like an Al Golden in, down the line. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that Marcus knew his own blind spots when he was putting together his staff. And, you know, as much as he wanted to hire people that he knew he already had good working relationships with, whether it be Al Washington, um, you know, uh, Jared Parker at tight ends, like uh, I think Al Golden was, you know, after Harry Heastan, Al Golden, now maybe you could say Al Golden is a more important hire than Harry Heastan just because he's like he's a defensive coordinator and his and can be a sounding board for Marcus when he needs it. Um, can sort of like see some potholes coming along the way that, you know, Marcus might drive over um, and help him steer clear of that. So, yeah, I, I think it's a, a critical hire. I'm fascinated to sort of see how the defense looks different from the way Marcus ran it uh, right. tonight. So, yeah, I, but I think Al Golden is a, a very important hire and a very good one too. Hey, Lynn, I've, I've heard that the, the practices in, uh, obviously, preseason has been much different under uh, Coach Marcus. What have you observed, observed? First of all, you guys, I think, got to see more practices this year than you've been able to see in all the other, uh, for many years maybe combined. But uh, what have you seen in the practices, Lynn, that's different? Well, we've had very limited access. We do see a lot of stretching and some drills, but uh, very few opportunities to see scrimmages. But what we have seen is really the intensity of the players that want to go out there and hit. And just going back to when Marcus Freeman took over, it was, hey, we're going to go out there. We're going to let the players hit and play football. And that's what some of the players told us, is that it's made playing football fun again. It's going out there, and it's just 
you know, unleash you what your abilities are. And so that mindset is carried over into the camp. Uh, not only are they ready to go aggressively from a mental standpoint, uh, from a physical standpoint, but I also think from a mental standpoint that they get it. They're on the same frequency as the coaches. And I'm very optimistic as to see what's put on the field tonight by the Fighting Irish. How big of a, uh, of a difference does having, having talent – but not that same kind of, you know, going to run through a brick wall kind of mentality. You know, like, like which, which, which is more valuable, quite honestly? Is it, is it talent or is it just the fact that you're playing for a coach that you would do anything for and therefore you're going to completely uh, just, just everything against the wall is what I'm trying to say, basically. Really? Well, I think you need both. I mean, it's both, right? Like, I'm not sure that I would say one's more important than another because, like, look, you've got – I don't know how much uh, guys at Alabama run through a brick wall for Nick Saban, but <laughs> right. they are talented. So um, – They probably you – know, they're I, probably getting NIL money from the concrete wall anyway yeah, now. So I think Notre Dame <laughs> needs both because, like, it's the raw material on Notre Dame's roster is not – you know, not where Ohio State, not where um, Alabama, not where Georgia is. So you get – you got to find something to help you close that gap. Um, you know, you, recruiting is going to help you close that gap, but it's not going to help you close that gap tonight because, like, these kids are still in high school that right. Marcus is chasing down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you you got to have a way to get the kids in the right frame of mind and wired the right way to just go out there and cut it loose. And I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like if you if you know really know your players – you know how to get them to do that. And I think that's why Marcus Freeman has put in all this time uh, getting to know his roster so he knows what levers to pull and what buttons to push. Um, you know, I think for how good of a coach Brian Kelly was, he didn't he didn't really sort of have that granular understanding of what makes each player tick. So I, I think that Marcus doing that is can make a difference on Saturday night. Lynn, Lynn what's your uh, uh, take on what's the strongest portion – of this Notre Dame team, the strengths? Well, in my opinion, from what we have seen, I think the defense is ready to go. The defense is going to keep the Irish in the game tonight against the Ohio State Buckeyes. The defense has depth. They haven't had as many injuries as the, the offense. But it, it, it's really the strong point. And I think the defense is going to allow an offense that is starting a quarterback for the first time, a career start, and, and giving him more confidence knowing that they've got his back. And so, as I said, I'm really optimistic to see. We know they have talent. We know they bought into the system. We know they communicate very well. It's just execution right now. The biggest thing I took away from this past week was Marcus Freeman says, we need to get as many players into the game at time, rotating six people in. So look for Notre Dame always to do like the equivalent of a hockey line change. Mm-hmm. And if they're able to do that, communicate, keep everybody on the same page, not turn over the ball, I think it's going to be a very close game tonight. That's Lynn Clark from Irish Illustrator. We're also with uh, Pete Sampson. Pete is... What was that? I'm sorry, Glenn. Oh, I think he's talking to the oh. lot attendant there. He's, he's paying. He's paying his <laughs> yeah, toll. Bill, he's that. paying his toll bill or, or whatever. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, presenting a pass. So, Pete, you didn't hear the beginning, but I, I got this feeling that Notre Dame's going to win. I'm. I take the points if I was a betting guy. I'm not, but I still think there's enough things that they could win tonight. But on the drive in, 
I heard that Notre Dame's re- only returning 57% of their offensive players from last year, which ranks them 108th out of 126 teams. So am I too optimistic of what I'm thinking the offense is going to do? I guess it depends on what you think the offense can deliver. And I, I agree with Len that I think the defense will play well tonight. Um, you know, if I, if I was a betting man, I'm not, um, I would, I would take the points, but I, I will, I would also take the under. I, I think that, I think that Notre Dame's defense will be good enough to hold, not shut down Ohio state, but like hold them back and, you know, not get in, not, not turn this game into a shootout. So, um, I think the defense will play well, and I think then the story of the game come, becomes can Tyler Buckner and Tommy Reese sort of collaborate and get to a point where they put some game pressure on Ohio State. I think it is absolutely critical that Notre Dame gets out to a fast start. Um, I, it has yes. to be yeah. 10-3 in the first quarter or 7-7. You know, if, if Notre Dame is down 14-3, to in the first quarter, then I think the game really could get away from them. It could look like some of those other big games that, you know, Notre Dame has not been able to show up in. So I think putting some game pressure on Ohio state with your offense is just imperative out of the gate. Cause I, I don't, I don't think Notre Dame can play catch up in this game and try to come back. They need, they need to sort of win it um, early and then sort of just kind of go toe to toe with Ohio state, but make Ohio state feel them like, right make Ryan Day feel game pressure with his play calls where maybe he has to think about, do I go for it on fourth down here? Cause mm-hmm. maybe we need to score here. That's when you look at the game, Ohio state lost to Oregon last year. The biggest stat to me wasn't necessarily Oregon running the ball for 200 plus yards. It was the fact that Ohio state went for it three times on fourth down and missed all three times. Um, but if, if you're up 14 points, you don't need to go for it on fourth down. You just kick the field goal. But if you're down, then you feel some game pressure. You take a risk. So that's where I think Notre Dame needs to put Ohio State's offense under some pressure. Um, but And that starts with Tommy Reese and Tyler Buckner getting off to a fast start. All right, let me ask both of you this. I'm going to have three scenarios of what a Notre Dame fan in the media is going to say tomorrow after the game. Is it going to be, oh, my God, another big loss. Hiring an assistant coach never works. Geez, if they hadn't missed that field goal, we could have won the game. Or unbelievable, the Irish and Marcus are the real deal. Lynn, we'll start with you. All of the above, Tim. Are you a politician along <laughs> everything else you do? I'm sorry, I'm trying to get into the party. Pete's probably already in there, but it's kind of like a, a maze, and I'm hoping to find cheese at the end of the maze. But <laughs> when you said all of the I just hope, I just hope that they're competitive and that they can take something away from this game that will make them improve over the course of the season. Pete? Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm not sure I'd pick any of those options. I, I think the game's going to look a little bit like the Georgia game in 2019 where – Notre Dame went down there, played well, had the ball in the fourth quarter with the chance to win it, um, did not pull it out, but I think sort of like found themselves a little bit, you know, created an identity for that team that year. And I think that, you know, for Notre Dame to, if Notre Dame plays well in a defeat tonight, I think that sets up very well for them for the, the next 11 games of the season where maybe they have a chance to go on and, you know, either run the table or finish 10 and 2 and go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. So, I think they'll play well tonight. 
Um, I'm picking Ohio State to win 31-23. Competitive game. But, yeah, I I think Notre Dame will will give a good account of themselves and, like, sort of – if you can create momentum for yourself in a loss, I think Marcus Freeman will do tonight. Do that tonight. I think he'll sort of come out uh, of this, and Notre Dame will come out of this with like more anticipation for the rest of the season. Hey, Lynn, uh, tell me who you think's going to be. I'm trying to... What's that? Well, my prediction. I think this is my prediction is it's going to go down to the wire, and you're going to have a storyline where the graduate transfer Blake Groupie is going to kick a. 48-yard field goal to defeat the Buckeyes 38-35. to There you go. <laughs> optimism, optimism all the way around. It, it's great. So let's see, what time you guys get done with your duties on this late-night games, Pete? Huh. Uh, probably be about 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a late one tonight. How about you, Lynn? Yeah, well, probably the same time in the parking garage, so I might lose you. So I'll say goodbye right now. Thank you for having me. And- Go Irish. All right, thanks. That's Lynn Clark and, and Pete Sampson from The Athletic. Thank you, Pete. I know it was it means a lot to me that you took the time out on a busy day to join us. Of course, anytime, guys. All right, take care. Thanks, Pete. This is the Legacy Heating Air Game Day Show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We'll be right back. Legacy Heating and Air Game Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Brought to you by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out more at feedindiana.org. Also by Sherwood Tire, your one stop for complete auto care at the corner of US 30 and Oak Road in Plymouth. And by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michigan's most favorite pizza since 1978. I'm in big trouble. I don't know what it is. Every time somebody mentions food, lemon cakes on my mind from Derek uh, May's interview. And, and now I love Barnaby's Pizza. So I don't know. Do, I don't, do we have any more? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's not, better no, cut. no, no. Barnaby's the, is the only one. Do the do the repair, maintenance, and everything else. And I'll, I'll get by. I'll get by okay. Hey, great uh, start to uh, the uh, year for game day once again. Uh, 50 years. Uh, we're starting our 51st season now, but 50 years. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, I can remember when it started because the great Bob Lux, who's still around and we're going to have him on the show later this year was interviewing people back in 72. Talk wow. about how long the show's outlasted. <laughs> right. I, I never counted how many coaches we've outlasted, but it has. But. The, this show might actually have the opportunity to, uh, to outlast, uh, the both of us quite honestly. Uh, but Matt will still be here. There At you least. go. The, the guiding presence. That's right. Yeah. So, so for, for us, you're the newbie. Matt and I, we've been right. doing this together for a lot of years. That's you're true. the newbie yeah. on the show. Yeah. Great start. Great start. Yeah. So um, that was interesting that you were, you could remember about Derek Mays going down there to Cathedral. Did you? North Central. Or North Central. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Cathedral's on my mind because I played Penn, beat Penn last night. Um when did your interest start in 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 football? I mean, we like. Oh, I've always been a football fan. I I mean, growing up when uh, when we were living in New York, I'm originally from New York, uh, the Giants were just starting or kind of like right in the prime of the uh, the Bill Parcells era. Oh wow! So you know, yeah. good times were had sure there <laughs> with a couple of Super Bowl wins mm-hmm. and and all that. So uh, yeah, interest in football was certainly has always been there. So. So when you the college game, more when we moved to Indiana. That's just what I was going to say. College so, foot, like you got Rutgers and yeah. What else? You know, 
nothing. So what? Uh, so you probably had the yin and the yang, the poll about Purdue and the poll about uh, IU, and then mm-hmm. Notre Dame was like the the third leg of that. Yeah, everybody, everybody down around Indianapolis, anyway. You know, for the most part, like if you if you have any sort of feeling about Notre Dame, it's more positive. You know, like there's not really much negative, right? You know, about you know, unless they're playing Purdue, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that rivalry always always kind of brought some thing, brought out some fun, but uh, but yeah, Notre Dame, you know, is it it really kind of is almost seen as as something that's out of state, right? Down there, just because you know IU and Purdue are just you know one's to the north, one's right to the south, yep. so. And uh, and here we are up boring, you know, US 31. Right. You know, so. just well, <laughs> just a few miles from uh, Michigan. So yeah. you needed to be around here because there is no love lost between Notre Dame and Michigan. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. know a number of yeah. families that have split families because somebody graduated <laughs> from Notre Dame and somebody from Michigan. And man, it's come to sit down. We don't to some talk Mary. to that side of the family. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, so Notre Dame's got their influence all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of subway alumni out in the New oh, York yeah, area. Yeah. yeah. And stuff yeah. too so we kind of kind of go everywhere notre dame always seemed to be on tv at least yeah i grew up so. li- uh, listening to uh uh um, van patrick do the radio shows notre dame i'm, I'm pretty old so and then the old every <laughs> sunday lindsey nelson and okay. paul horning would uh, wow. have an hour and a half replay every sunday morning that was like wow. a staple around here that they would uh uh, show all the highlights, you know. As we move forward to the next game or move forward to the next play, they would kind of have mm-hmm. to cut yeah. it down to get it fill it in. But yeah, a long time. Now you're part of another his- historic there thing and stuff too. So we're off to a great start for our first season. And uh, how about we take another short break and then we'll be back to close the first hour already. Amazing, yeah. right? You got it. WSBT Sports Radio 960. Legacy Heating and Air Game Day brought to you by Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Also by Tim Growl State Farm Insurance. That sounds a little familiar. Mm, who uh, is that guy? For amazingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance, call Tim at 574-232-9981. Also by Michelob Ultra, locally distributed by United Beverage Company. Michelob Ultra, the superior light beer with only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. So we're back on game day. Quick thing, we are a local station also. We had some pretty good uh, games last night. Um, Penn held their ground with Cathedral, but yeah. end up in, they scored 21 points but lost. And then the Mishawaka game, was it? Mishawaka game went to double overtime. Double overtime. Yeah. You remember who that I don't remember who they were playing. Uh, on that. Did you, I can look. Northridge? Northridge. Thanks, yeah. Matt. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, 45-39 on that game. Oh, geez. So. Wow. I if we get into a shootout tonight, we're not going to be on the winning end. Yeah, you I can't I do that. I don't think so either. Right? They, they they've got to make some stops defensively, right? Uh, in order to to stay in this, and I mean that's tough with Ohio State, right? What they score on average last year were forty five points per game. Ohio State. I saw a state uh, a state a stat where uh, they only scored under thirty twice, mm-hmm. and that low number even was twenty six. 26 so so i think the plan is obviously i think we can hang with them defense i'm with with the with pete and lynn when they were on or whatever we've got they say eight to eleven deep on the defensive line and if it's a hot day and they can keep going in there i don't know how deep ohio state is on their offensive line but if we can keep rotating some fresh guys in there get some pressure on there 
keep them into the high 20s or something like that. And then in the high 20s, yeah. Yeah, and then also our offense, we've got to establish the line. It's the old yeah. thing. Oh, it comes down to lines, right, all the time. Yeah, But absolutely. Buckner's got to hit some short passes, and then every now and then he's got the arm for it to air it down the field and um, get some running game. And yeah. I'm thinking Estimane if, uh, might be the one that's the big back. Yeah, I think so, Might too. be the key today, too. You I agree think so, with that? too. Uh, Jarek Patterson, too, that injury, too. And we don't know till game time? Pretty much, yeah, game yeah. time decision. So. What's your guess? Uh, he probably plays if it's a yeah, game time decision. Yeah, so. I think so, too. When they say that, yeah. that usually means we're going to – you're not surprising anybody. Right. Stuff too. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after a short break for the second hour of the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show. Joining us will be former Irish players that you know in the form of running back Josh Adams, wide receiver Bobby Brown, defensive man Reggie Florima, and our favorite uh, doctor, who is also a Notre Dame uh, linebacker, that would be Dr. Brian Radigan. He's going to be there at, with the Irish in Columbus and give us a last-minute update. You're going to find out also that we have a lot of fun. And I think Josh Adams, we see him in the bullpen ready to come up. So hopefully you'll stay right there on your home for Fighting Irish Football, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Oh, yeah, we'll take a little luck tonight. Maybe even more than a little bit of luck. I'm still going to hold by. Um, nobody's dissuaded my opinion that uh, we have a chance and that we're going to pull up the upset. I think we'll, we're 60-40 uh, on luck. 60-40 so, on so, luck? At least. Um, maybe they'll find a four-relief close. Is that, you know, is that natural turf there, do you know, or is that? Uh, uh, no, that's the same uh, That's the same field turf as at the stadium. Okay. So. It's, it's, it's probably yeah. not, there's hardly anybody at big school anymore that has Not really, no. Turf. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's going to be interesting today. We're glad that you're back to join Jim and I. Matt Embry is producing here in the WSB, uh, WSBT studios. We're less than four hours from kickoff right here on WSBT. Stay right where you are immediately after game day at 4 p.m. will be game day sports beat. And that will lead into the network pregame show and then kickoff at about 7.44 p.m. And your coverage is not over when the game ends. After the game, join our own Jim and Reggie Brooks for the review of the game plus all the stats and all the interviews on the official Notre Dame post-game radio show. All this on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, the WSBT Radio Sports app, and streaming at WSBTradio.com. Oh, has radio changed since I first did this? Right. There was no 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 apps. There, there was no, you'd be lucky, whatever. You put a, two cans together and, and listen to each other, whatever. So It sounded like that, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so our, our next guest, and we are so happy to have him. Never been first-timer on uh, game day. And he's a former outstanding running back. I can remember sitting in the stands. Um, you know what? I can't remember the team now, but he ran at 98 yards, you know, from, uh, from uh, all those different players he was running after. And the first question I'm going to ask of Josh Adams, because I've talked to many, many running backs from Notre Dame, is when you're on a breakaway run, do you look up at the jumbotron at all to see if there's anybody behind you? Huh. Well, um, they didn't uh, have the jumbotron until my last year. Uh, there. There, there you go. go. There you go. You weren't able to look up. You had to just kind of guess and, and uh, see if somebody was behind you. I forget who told me. Um, I can't think of who it was last year that started. Well, the first time they had a big run, they, they looked up there. Maybe it was Dexter. I'm not sure. And was watching that, and then he didn't he didn't realize until later on that it's, there's a time delay. So the, <laughs> the guy was really closer than what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Let up too soon. Yeah, yeah, it might have been him. He had a lot of uh, long breakaway runs, so uh, might have been the first time that. 
that they had the jumbotron that he was able to do that. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of great runs yourself. So uh, modestly conceding to Dexter Williams. Hey, you were recruited um, out of Pennsylvania. So let me ask you, uh, Josh Adams, why is Pennsylvania such a hotbed for fo- good football players? And especially Notre Dame has, has over the years recruited very well in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of big boys here, um, especially for linemen, uh, defensive guys, uh, skill guys, too. But I think that um, we just know how to play ball. Obviously, I'm a bias. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but the football is really great here. Um, a lot of grit comes from this area. Uh, a lot of, you know, hard nosed football comes from this area. So I think that's what really makes guys um, be able to transition well to, to the college game. So when did you blossom in high school as far as a running back success? Were you right out of the gate as a freshman year, or was it sophomore uh, year, junior? Yeah, I was pretty good um, uh, in high school. Uh, my first time playing running back was in the eighth grade, and uh, just for for kicks, I wanted to try it out. But um, from there, I mean, I was just a runner, uh, more of a speed guy early on until I really grew into my game. But uh, I, I can say I've always uh, been you know, pretty solid at, at, at being able to – run the ball well and, and be able to hit home runs is kind of what you saw a little bit uh, at my time in Notre Dame. Yeah, as a sophomore at uh, Central Bucks High School, 2,085 yards and 28 touchdowns. Man, that, that that's covering a lot, a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. And, and you yeah, just was, went one way there, right? They didn't – you weren't forced to have to play some defense too, or did you? No, uh, only when, when, you know, we actually really needed it. So my junior year, I played a little defense, played a little uh, outside linebacker, but mainly just uh, running back because uh, when, when you get the ball about 25 times a game, it makes it hard to uh, be able to play on the other side. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so when did Notre Dame come up on your radar? Obviously in Pennsylvania, you knew about Notre Dame's history with Pennsylvania football players and stuff, but was right. Notre Dame always the place you were thinking about going or what were your choices looking at? Yeah, so I actually had uh, no idea about Notre Dame. I didn't know much about uh, college football. I just know I wanted to uh, play in college. I like to watch it on TV, but I didn't have a favorite team in particular. Uh, but my head coach uh, at the time, uh, my sophomore year, he ended up uh, – was he was a coach with uh, Coach uh, Harry Heastan, who who actually has oh. offensive now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back – yeah, way back. So – I guess um, word got out, and he was able to come and, and check out one of my games, and it was uh, Coach Heastan who uh, actually offered me uh, a spot at Notre Dame. And I got to say, the first moment I went there, I, I fell in love with the school. So uh, big shouts out to Coach Heastan for uh, giving me a chance. And that was uh, around the end of my sophomore year is mm-hmm. uh, when I was. Oh, wow, that uh, early. Yeah, yeah. So uh, once I got my first offer, everything else was, you know, out the gate from there what's the toughest part about hanging on to a commitment for that long uh i'll tell you one thing uh which actually is a part of my story is is number one the key to football staying healthy uh my mm. junior year I, I tore my acl yeah, I saw and, that. Uh, mm. a lot of schools backed off a lot of them and uh notre dame was was one of those schools that that stuck with me and uh believed in me and uh, i remember uh, when I tore my ACL, Coach Eastan came back down and said, "Hey, we we believe in you. We we want you to have a a great uh, senior year, and we're going to keep the offer on the table." And uh, that's was was a key component of of one of the reasons why I chose uh, Notre Dame is you know their faith in me. We're visiting with former Notre Dame standout running back Josh Adams, right here. 
The reason I was looking, I'm looking at another stat just this caught, caught my face or whatever. It's about your ACL. Um, you came back, though, after the injury, and you rushed for 1,623 yards and 25 touchdowns. Yeah. So that was yeah. also, I bet, helped cement some of that confidence that Notre Dame had in, had in you, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure it did. Um, but, uh, again, at the end of the day, I, I still had a tip on my shoulder from those, uh, from those other schools that sure. backed off. While I was already, I was already committed to Notre Dame, but uh, that had added an extra fuel to the fire. Who got who? What players at Notre Dame did you get to uh, meet? Maybe on your first visit there, or even the subsequent vis- visits? Uh, so um, obviously, I met all the running backs. Um, knew knew the running backs, um, offensive guys. I, I met a lot of people. I would say that from the moment I took the visit. Uh, ended up running running into uh, Theo Riddick, uh, who oh, I guess okay. came back to the game. And uh, since then, I mean, he's been he's been great. Uh, kept contact with him from being in Notre Dame all the way until when I got into the league. So uh, that's just like you never know who you're going to meet at Notre Dame, who you know you might um, end up building a relationship with, and that's one of the great things about it. So we move into uh, Notre Dame and, and college, uh, and then tell me if you – sometimes I ask things, I think people got big memories, and, and sometimes it's not fair. But do you remember what it was like stepping on the field at Texas for the first game? Yeah, so uh, the first game, I actually didn't think I was going to play at all that first game because uh, if you remember, we had Terry and Falston, right. uh, who was a starter, and then we had CJ who transitioned uh, <clears> over to running back. And uh, me and Dexter, you know, we were more like special teams guys. You know, we might might get in if we run the score up. Um, but still, me and him were competing to see who was going to be that next guy in. And uh, neither of us thought that, you know, we were going to make it in the game. But um, I just remember being excited running out there and thinking, like, I'm really here. Like, Can you, know, you believe it, really- right? You have to pinch was- yourself a few times? <laughs> um, not really. I mean, another great thing about Notre Dame is, you know, they get guys who are prepared for those big moments and guys who are really able to step into the spotlight. So um, while it was surreal, you know, I was I was kind of ready. I was, you know, waiting all camp for my opportunity to come and uh, just be able to get out there and have some fun playing ball. So, I mean, while it was surreal, I was, I was prepared and focused. What was the toughest transition from high school into college as a running back? Um, I would say consistency. So obviously learning how to play, you know, the position of running back in, in high school, everybody's fast, you know, guys, if, if you don't know what to do, you can kind of like beat, beat the guys to the edge and, and kind of score, hit the home run. But, uh, in college, uh, you really got to learn how to be consistent, how to you know take the games where they come, not always trying to hit the home run. So I think that was something that I had to learn. But, uh, I think that when I went to my game, I was like, you know, I can probably still hit the home run, but I do have to add these other things into my game if I want to be able to have that opportunity. So uh, I think that would be uh, the biggest thing that I've learned is trying to be consistent and knowing that, you know, you got to be patient. But, you know, if you get two or three yards here, you know, take them because mm-hmm. it'll open up for the play. I've heard from some other running backs, they say um, that in high school, they weren't asked to block a whole lot. So when they got into college, that was something they had to really work on. And you're kind of, I see you're kind of laughing. I see you're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> truth, um, truth to I, that? I, there's definitely, definitely truth into that. But um, see, my high school, we ran a, a college spread offense. And I wasn't oh, able, wow. I wasn't asked to run routes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was actually 
opposite for me. I, I didn't run any routes. I was always in uh, protection. And I think that really helped me out when I made the transition to Notre Dame is because, you know, I was used to some of the terminology and I was used to being able to read my cues. And I think that kind of gave me a little bit of edge when I got got in there and was asked to, you know, protect and, and pass block. So I think, but I I do see a lot of guys who are, you know, it's, it's troubling to try to make that transition because, you know, you don't need to do that in high school. Right, right, yeah. And 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 some just don't even make it in the college that way. Some reason they they don't they don't get to start or play because they don't can't get the blocking down right. And uh, Coach Eastan told me uh, like one of the first practices of camp is uh, he told me if you can pass protect you can play anywhere. And uh, that stuck with me uh, since he told me that is, you know, if I can pass protect, I'll be able to play anywhere. So um, definitely great advice for uh, any player, not just running backs. Sure. Um, so let's see, 835 yards in 2015. You set a new freshman record going past eclipsing our, our good friend Darius Walker, who had 7886. And then you had expanded role in 2016. It goes on and on. What sticks out in your mind as a, a most memorable game, or is there? Uh, I mean, I, I think, in my opinion, they were all kind of special. Um, That's good to hear. That's refreshing, actually. Yeah, it's hard because I played in a lot of big games. We've won a lot of, a lot of big games. Uh, obviously, I would love to been, – been given a chance to get you know undefeated season or, or go to a national championship there um, I think that in any player who's coming on they that's what they want the most um, but I mean it was all just a blessing everything about it was from the moment I got there to the moment I left uh, has been memorable so I, I don't think I can pick just one game um, but I would have to say they're all uh, very special especially you know my first game against Texas hook them longhorns right <laughs> this is Legacy Heating Air Game Day show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT as we spend some time with former Irish running back uh, Josh Adams. So, let's ever been hit the hardest by somebody that you can remember? Like you got up and you were shaking your head, although maybe you wouldn't remember that of shaking your head because you got hit so hard. <laughs> as I think of the question I just asked. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what though, Navy, um, they always hit the hardest. I, I, I can remember uh, always preparing for Navy and knowing that regardless of how their record is, right. regardless of if you know you're going to run the score up or not, you know that they're going to bring it on defense. It's just something about uh, those military schools that they, they just bring the pressure. Them, Army, Georgia Tech, like like those schools, Absolutely. you know they're going to And they don't exactly. quit no matter what the score is either. They're hitting you just as hard with two minutes left in the game as they did with one minute starting, right? I remember we were playing uh, early on. I can't remember if it was my freshman or sophomore year, but uh, we were playing uh, Navy and we ran the score up a little bit. And uh, I was in there thinking I'm going to, you know, get an easy run or, or something. <laughs> like and they're still out there like hitting, like the guys who they put in are, are banging and, and they're really getting after. And I'm like, man, like they don't let up at all. So I, I can tell you that those I can I have to prepare myself for those games. Joshua, you, you obviously follow Notre Dame, so you've uh, seen they've had some some uh, running back depletion, so to speak, or whatever. So what are you going to be looking at for tonight out of the running backs for Notre Dame? Uh, well, I, every the same thing I look for from when I was there to, to when I left is, is are the running backs uh, going to lead? Um, regardless if that is what they're looking for, 
them and as an offense for them to lead or not. Maybe they're looking for the quarterback to lead, but I'm looking for the running backs to lead because uh, I've been taught that um, it goes through them, whether they're pass protecting, whether they're running routes, whether they're running the ball. Um, When they bring the energy, uh, of course, I'm biased. I think that the team (laughs) uh, follows suit and and those guys, they can really bring them forward. So I'm, I'm looking for them to maybe things don't go their way. Maybe they aren't able to break open big runs, but they're still out there leading still out there bringing the energy to the group and uh i'm always looking for that and and i've i've loved what i've seen since uh since my time there every running back uh that's gone through there has has been a good leader so uh that's what i'm looking for uh tonight how are you watching a game when you're watching notre dame are you still calling plays to yourself um are you a uh, we've had a number of players on say they they they're such a fan they tell their family can't even watch it with them one player told us he threw the in one game threw the remote at his TV and broke the remote and the and the TV both. So <laughs> we've heard it all. So what kind of viewer are you? Uh, so I'm 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 not intense, but uh, I'm definitely active. I'm definitely uh, almost like a coach. Like I watch my position. I don't you know really watch the other positions or what's going on. Uh, defense is kind of the same. I'm thinking about what we're going to do on offense, wow. just like I yep. I was out there playing. Uh, because it's hard to turn off. I try to sit back and enjoy the game, but <laughs> I just sit there and watch, you know, the running back and uh, see what we're doing. And I'm out there saying things like, like my coach would say to me when I was there, like, you know, you got to read this or don't do that. Why do you do that? Um, so little stuff like that. I try to, you know, enjoy it as much as I can. Um, but that's kind of how I approach it is uh, even with, with friends that I, I watch the game the same way, mm-hmm. uh, just watch the running back. So um yeah, it's been like that. It's hard to turn off. Do uh, do any of them ever say, "Man, why didn't why don't you just go into coaching if you're going to sit here and coach the running backs from from right. on the other side of the TV?" <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I definitely want to, and I think that's why it's hard for me to turn off is because that's what I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it obviously it's natural uh, practice uh, for for when my time comes, but uh, I try not to taking a, a coach approach to it because I want to be a fan. You know, I want to enjoy the time while I can. And to be a fan of, of Notre Dame football um, while I'm not playing there anymore. Uh, so, it, again, I can't say I can turn it off, but I'm definitely uh, enjoying being a fan of uh, Notre Dame. I like your enthusiasm. So are you a uh, score uh, type of guy that you'd predict the score for tonight? Uh, I don't, but I do predict, uh, like, what type of game it's going to be whether it's going to be, you know, big score, low score, or All right, let's hear it. Like that. Uh, I actually think it's going to be a close game. And uh, whether it's a shootout or not, um, I think that, you know, this game will tell you a lot about how the rest of the season is going to go, uh, especially early on with, with, with big teams. When Notre Dame plays big teams, it, it either they come out swinging and they match uh, their energy and they're able to carry that on for the rest of the season or, you know, unfortunately uh, – they, they, they get blown out or, you know, so forth. But I, I have a lot of faith in us, and I, and I think that we can pull it off. Uh, but, uh, again, it's going to be a, a close one. All right. Well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I, I think the players on today so far have said they think they can pull it out too. And I don't think it's just being that you're part of the Irish. I think right. you're looking at it objectively too and stuff too. Josh Adams, right. great. Thank you for being the fir- your first time on here and doing so great with answering our questions. And we, w- we hope you have a great day today and go Irish. Awesome. Go Irish.
We'll be back with uh, Bobby Brown, Reggie Ferlima on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming at WSBTradio.com and through the WSBT radio app. Legacy Heating and Air Game Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, brought to you in part by the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. Also, Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. And Lozier, launch your career at Lozier. Apply today at lifeatlozier.com. He's Jim. I'm Tim. We're on the WSBT Game Day Show, celebrating its 50th anniversary all the way back to 1972. I do need to do some research on that, Jim. I was going to do it for the first show. Is like, how many coaches that actually has been? I should be able to count that right now in my hand. And, <laughs> and all the other iterations that can go along, uh, go along with that. I could average about how many guests were on each show and come up with things, but it, it's, that's pretty startling. We usually... Whatever, I'm not even going to attempt that. It's a lot. Here's a couple guys I know about talk radio. Born in '73, so oh jeez, uh, I graduated from high school in '73. There's some rusty. <laughs> well, hey, you don't look like my dad, so I'm pretty sure that there's nothing to be worried about. There, oh, but, thank you, uh, thank you. You are old enough to be my father. 1973. <laughs> I was a twinkle in my dad's eye. You were a thought. Here we go. <laughs> so, so I tell people all the time. They hear my mom's 98. God bless her. She's still alive. And my dad lived Amen. to be almost 93, so a lot of my clients, they say, oh, God, Tim, that's, man, you got a long lifeline. I said, well, they raised three boys. I'm raising four daughters. That t- cuts 10 years right off my lifespan right there, right? Each, <laughs> each. All right, guys. So we're here to talk all things Notre Dame football and get your guys' feeling and maybe, you know, some of the people that uh, you also talk to around. But first of all, I want to recognize that we have the trustee seat in safe South Orange, Municipality, we have the new. What what's the position called, Bobby? Yeah, it's called, yeah governor. We, I, I'll take that. Big flow helps me out and calls me governor. But it, it's a it local politics. It, instead of councilman, it's a village. We call ourselves board of trustees. We're changing that soon. I'm basically a local city council person. So hey, um, but I I plan to be apolitical when it comes to this conversation. I am not going to be political. I'm upset, man. We're 17-point underdogs. I'm ready to get into football. <laughs> well, opportunity. Don't be mad. That's an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, this got to bet on Notre Dame. We've been talking about that today. And I said if I was a betting guy, I would take that because I think easily Notre Dame would cover the spread. Um, and I think they're going to pull out a win, but I know I'm kind of behind that. You'll like the statistic. that Maybe you already know this, Bobby. I said it earlier on the show. Notre Dame returned 57% of their offensive players from last year. That ranks okay. them 108th out of 126 NCAA schools. So are we asking way too much out of this offense with so many young people? Absolutely. Who cares? That's what we do every year. <laughs> we, do that, we do that every year, and that's why you come to Notre Dame, because people are going to put you in the hot seat and expect you to do things that uh, are, are well beyond uh, reason. But I think that this team can deliver. I think they're going to rally, um, to be cliche, but I think they are going to rally it. Marcus Freeman and his impact on this team and their motivation to play for him in the horseshoe with all of the nostalgia of playing for your alma mater. I, I like our chances. The, the, the two groups of people that are most dangerous in the world is a group of people that have everything to lose and a group of people that have nothing to lose. We are officially in the latter group. We have nothing to lose as a program. You're 17-point underdog as the number five team on the road in Ohio State. You have nothing to lose. Just go out and play, and I think carefree is how this young group of, of players offensively 
delivers the unthinkable. I'm with, I'm with you. Reggie, initial thoughts. Uh, well, I'll say 57% uh, is, is what's returning, so we, we're hard to scout. Let's just start off looking there at the There you go. I, like I love that. the optimism. Got, <laughs> I like got that. this young quarterback that's coming in. Uh, he played for Shane Walton, uh, Notre Dame All-American in high school, who yeah. speaks highly of this guy, says he's the best quarterback he's ever been around. And, you know, uh, that's a big statement coming from a, a Hall of uh, an All-American coming out of Notre Dame. So I think we got some good stuff there. We always put together a great line. I'm not worried about losing people there because it's kind of like next man up. Um, a little thin at the receiver spot, but I do think what what, what talent we have that's there um, is good. Um, best tight end in the business um, in Mayor. Uh, our running game is going to be stout. So I think if you look at our offense, there's no reason why we, we can't just pick up, right? Everybody who's a stud started sometime, right? So I think that's where we are there. And defensively, uh, I think we got a lot of playmakers coming back. I think it was uh, Fossey or whatever. Um, still out there. We, we've, how do you pronounce his name? That, 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 we got to go to Tim and the, the local guys. To, how do you say his name? Isaiah Fosky? Fosky. Yeah, Isaiah Fosky. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Okay. Yep. He's a ball player, but absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, Big Flo. I, I, think so that was I, the, just, I think that was the first mention of Michael Mayer, by the way. Almost kind of like an old yeah. reliable type Right, thing. right. Yeah. I mean, that's best tight end in the business, right? Yeah, so we're ready absolutely. to rock. So let's go. You know, uh, Ohio State early is when you want to catch them. It seemed like we caught them in bowl games before when they finally put their stuff together. True. <laughs> and they got, they got to be good. Well, All the rust was gone. Let's get them while they're rusty. That's kind of why I'm optimistic, too, you know, looking at it. When, when they lose games, they lose them at the beginning of the season, and they lose them against right. the ranked team. They're always ready for the Big Ten season, right? So, and they still can, that's why you talked about something to lose and something, if Notre Dame would happen to lose, we can still run the table and still have, have a very good season. They lose it. You know what? They'll just be boo birds around there. It doesn't affect their Big Ten record at all. But, uh, uh, well, uh, they'll, they'll throw them in the playoffs anyway. There you go. There you go. <laughs> right. I don't know why, and, and Reggie corrected me yesterday. I don't know why I thought you guys played together. But, Bobby, you were graduated and Reggie came afterwards. So, how did you guys? No, no, vice versa. Vice versa. Vice versa. I versa but good. I appreciate it. Look, you. I like how you're smiling right there. <laughs> big Flo is smiling because I'm actually younger than the Big Flow show. Um, yeah. But he, he and I have uh, maintained a friendship and forged this uh, partnership when it comes to the podcast, despite the fact that we didn't play together. And I think that is what is unique about Notre Dame. I think the things that are unique about Notre Dame, when you then look at it in the context of this game, um, and the brotherhood is, is, is also what's going to make these players really try to play out-of-body experience level football on behalf of their new but welcomed uh, head coach and Marcus Freeman. So inspired football is tough football to, to game plan against. And I think they're going to be playing inspired football tonight in the horseshoe. I'm mad I'm not there. And that's the 100th anniversary for that stadium, too. Got a lot, a, lot yes. of, a lot of nostalgia going on, you know, today with everything. And, and they're celebrating the team that stole the championship from the University of Miami. So all my boys from Miami are actually rooting for Notre Dame. I feel like this is like the perfect <laughs> storm. We're, we got to win. Miami fans are rooting for us because they're celebrating that, uh, was that 2001? Jim Trestle right? team, right? Yeah. The Jim Trestle team. They stole, yeah. the, they stole the championship from Miami. So we even got the the U behind us uh, in this particular matchup. So who I, I, would I ever think, think they'd be on our side? Who would ever exactly. think that? And, and you know, first year coaches seem to always have a spark and do something really well. And this is the first time that we in in a while that the first year coach has taken over uh, the program in good shape. You know, it seems like every time yeah. we had, um, you know, Willingham came in, instant spark. Uh, Weiss came in, instant spark. Kelly came in, instant spark. 
I mean, hell, we're coming off of an almost uh, almost playoff level team last year. So, you know, you throw that spark up there a little bit more. I, I expect great things. I, I like that one. I, I agree with you as well, Big Flow Show. So we'll see uh, how, how the Irish play tonight. But, um, you know, I, I think Notre Dame is, again, in that category of nothing to lose. And that's a good place to be in when you start off the college football season in, in week zero or, or week one, whatever they're calling this. Uh, I think I think Notre Dame's in a great position. We have athletes. Everyone's talking about their speed. The one thing that that you can offset speed with is when you ball up your fist as a unit and you punch a man in his mouth. It tends to offset speed. And I think this particular Notre Dame team, with a chip on its shoulder, with a 17-point underdog reputation going in as a number five team, you have to feel insulted. And so you put you put your backs together, you stand against the ropes, and you ball your fist up, and you punch a man in his mouth. And I, I, the fastest people in the world tend to run just a little slower after they've been punched right in their mouth. And mm. and that's a proverbial so punch. So I'm not, I, I was going to say that's a proverbial <laughs> punch. I'm not encouraging an actual punch. It's not literally. Make sure you go it's to church and put an extra $10 in the bus. <laughs> okay, I got to read a disclaimer yeah. now. <laughs> we do not condone violence on the, the proverbial ball hog sports show. <laughs> I, I uh, going back to your point where you've got the we've got the guys from Miami rooting for Notre Dame, which mind blowing right mm, there. Absolutely. Who would have ever thought that? Um, do you see that happening more with Marcus Freeman? Because it, it feels that way to me, anyway. Like all of a sudden. There's more people who are Notre Dame fans ever since Marcus Freeman got the job. Yeah. yeah. Less haters, I'd say. I think that Marcus, Marcus Freeman, you know, that even even at that little commercial that they did uh, with his players and, and uh, you know, talking about the uniforms for um, oh, yeah. the Vegas yeah. trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hangover you know, it just, parody. It yeah. loosens up the image of Notre Dame. And I think a lot of times we lose out because Notre Dame appears to be stiff to some players. And as the generations, you know, uh, come – come after each other to get looser and looser. And I think that Marcus Freeman is the right guy for the job because we just needed something young and new. And that's just the trend. You know, we got to follow the trends in some get some regards while we still maintain uh, our, uh, our, our standards. But um, I, I do think people, less people hate us now because Marcus Freeman is the coach. Yeah, and again, I, I'll piggyback off of that to be young, to be. Nope. Well, lost him. Might have frozen. We call there. that prepaid internet on our show, <laughs> and they get frozen. So I'll stick this in here. I'll stick this in. This is Legacy yeah, Heating Air Game Day Show, and we're spending some time with former Notre Dame players Reggie Florima and uh, Bobby Brown. And uh, looks if, like we got Bobby back. If you, maybe you need to talk to the council or something like that, you know, and make sure the internet's working over there. <laughs> I know. Sorry about that. I was I was going all in while you while I was doing whatever that was in cyberspace. I did acknowledge <laughs> that Marcus Freeman is a young, uh, handsome coach with a, a full of head a head full of hair. And I said that my sisters gave me permission to acknowledge when there's a handsome man. But I think that the appearance and him being. The representative of Notre Dame is something young, fresh, innovative, and vibrant. And I think, for from a recruiting standpoint, it has shown uh, its impact there. But I, but I also think that from its its in game impact and how players see him at the helm, and what they uh, do in response to him is is going to be uh, uh, the, the the edge that we have tonight against Ohio State. The big question is, related. can he? 
dressed <laughs> as fa- as flashy as you? Is he you ever seen his wardrobe you know other than? Not possible. If, if you'd asked, <laughs> if you'd asked me like a few weeks ago, I said no. But I've seen a few of the latest advertisements, and I gotta step my game up. Marcus Freeman, you look good, my bro. They got him in all of these bold little looks and all of that. Uh-huh. Notre Dame is straight up. I mean, we, we just nil down. nil goes both ways, my friend. <laughs> Coach so, Freeman, Freeman got the deals, baby. He looking good. Go ahead, Coach. Way. You each got about a minute to tell a story on each other that's clean and can be on the air. Reggie, you got one? Uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't have one in my pocket. I'm going to let him go first while I think of one. Uh, I, I met Reg when he had about a 250-pound dog, a Rottweiler, and that's how we initially met. He was just the guy walking around. Although he was a graduate that played Notre Dame, the thing that I remember most is he had this big Rottweiler that – what was his name, Zeus or something? Shaba. Shaba. The biggest dog that I'd ever seen at that point with a big old head. And uh, by, by the time I, I got uh, uh, accustomed to getting over the fear of Shaba, I had a friendship with, with the Big Flow Show, and I'm glad we have, man. Good brother. I'd love to see his son playing Northwestern, although I'm biased and wish he had decided to go a different place. Uh, <laughs> I, I love seeing him do his thing, man. So uh, my guy, the Big Flow Show, man, is one of a kind, always the man uh, who is the social butterfly amongst Notre Dame people. So I'm glad to be his partner in the Ball Hawk Sports. Reggie, talk, a social butterfly? No oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of that though, yeah. so yes. my man Bobby Brown, people that know him uh, know that he's the party the party starter. He throws parties for away games. <laughs> I see all that. Yeah. Different things, whatever. So when he got married, um, I knew that his wedding would be an event that I could not miss. So my daughter was doing like two or three weeks. I told my wife, I'll be back. My daughter will not come out without me. Don't worry about this. So much to the uh, to the dismay of my wife, I went out to see uh, Bobby get married, and they did not disappoint. He had electric hip-hop violinists they had ice sculptures where you could get every drink you had came out of an ice sculpture that looked oh like my a drink goodness. Wow. and they like poured it right into your mouth uh they released doves <laughs> they released doves in his wedding and then the, just just the coup de gras first song they're out there dancing everybody's inside this this uh beautiful uh venue we're in and when they hit the last bar on the song that they're going fireworks shout out Jeez. to your flower arrangement inside of this place but when did like, you what year what year was that that you got married it's 2006 yeah, 2006, 2006. Yeah, i remember because my daughter t- turned 16 thursday so his anniversary wow. had to be in the last couple of weeks because yeah. my wife <laughs> august 19th <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, i almost missed my cheers to that we had a good time we had a good time you know i i appreciate that because uh I'm a guy. We we went to a place that uh, that offered up uh, mini golf and go karts. That's where our wedding was. Uh, Zaya Island, out out by Valparaiso. Uh, they've got they've got this uh, they've got this wedding venue that uh, like we were one of the first weddings to uh, to nice. use it, and uh, because of Is it, they beer out of paper bags. Uh, no, 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 no. We got we got bottles and cans. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> That's real love, baby. That's real love, Jim. Right? Right? Real Only love. up from here, baby. Only but yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought mini golf and go-karts was, uh, you know, plus the DJ, too. Our DJ was awesome. Did she beat so, you in mini golf? Uh, we actually didn't get to play the mini golf. We did uh, go out on the go-karts, though. Did go. she beat you around the, on the, around the track? Uh, did she run you into the tires? That's the question. <laughs> she, she was trying to run me off the road. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, life insurance. You got to wait till after the honeymoon to get life insurance. All right. right, exactly. <laughs> Guys, we got time for a score from each of you. 
I, I predicted it yesterday on our show, the Ballhawk Sports Talk. That's my shameless plug. Make sure you guys subscribe Absolutely. to our podcast. But my and on our show, I said that the score was going to be 31-30 in a, an absolute instant classic uh, in the horseshoe. So I'm going to stick with that score, 31-30, where offense prevails and defense tries to figure it out. 31-30, Notre Dame prevails uh, and starts this particular 2022 com- campaign with a big win over the number two team away in the horseshoe, Notre Dame, 31 30. I'm saying it with my chest. Face my boy. Reggie, I'm I sorry. Mean, Bobby just took all the time up, so we can't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, Reggie. Go ahead. Hey, hey, I'll say I'll say today on your show the same way I said it on our show. God strategically placed my mouth halfway between my brain and my heart. So when things come out, there's gonna be a nice blend of it. So I do not think that Ohio State will cover, but I am gonna fall short of predicting a final score. I'm just gonna say that put your money on the Irish. That's all I want to say. Put you your go. money on the so Irish. There you go. There you go. There you go. Bobby, if I didn't know better, he'd be – that's political. He'd be running for the council seat. Yeah, I'm going to pass on the seat to him after. I'm trying to get him to move to New Jersey. That's how we do it. We're, we're, we're a team. All right. Hope to see you guys again this season. Appreciate you joining us. Anytime. Thank Thanks. And please right. have us back. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Stay with All us. Right. We'll be right back after a short break with Dr. Brian Radigan with the team in Columbus on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Legacy Heating and Air Game Day brought to you by Pella Windows. Replacing your windows or doors can be intimidating, but Pella makes it easy. Also by Hotel Elkhart. Welcome to an Elkhart original with hospitality reimagined. Your home on game day weekends. Game day weekends are always special for Notre Dame fans around here. And we're ready. We've been waiting a long time uh, for this. And our next guest is, oh, hey, do you by chance have a little? There we go. He's been on so often that last year I decided he needed a song for an intro. So our favorite doctor, and believe me, it is my favorite doctor because, you know what? He has to work on all my broken parts all the time and stuff. That would be Dr. Brian Radigan. Brian, what's going on down there? Yeah, not too much. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing, I'm doing good. We got Jim here uh, also. Matt's, Matt just talked to you on the phone. So we're, uh, we're getting excited. How about you? Oh, we're doing, I'm really excited. Other than a little bit gloomy, it's going to be great for the game, though. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be pretty people, humid people down everywhere there? Everywhere down here hate us. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be all right. It's a little sticky, but not bad. They practiced in worse this fall, so this will be okay. So what were you saying? I cut you off. I'm sorry. You're talking about they hate you down and hate Notre Dame down there? Everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I was walking down along the street last night just to get out and get some fresh air, and, and people, if they see anything ND, they have a comment, choice comments. <laughs> really? It can't, can't be repeated on your, it's great. It's in in Columbus? The hell you say? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it you reminds know, me, actually, I can't wait to drive in to see what it's like today. Because when I was a freshman at Notre Dame, and we pulled into Miami, the hatred and, and the beer bottle shattering off our bus. And it was, <laughs> it was exciting as a player to see that happening. I'm fully expecting that to be the same here. Jeez. Well, you know, I hated Ohio State before, but now you just uh, doubled my hatred uh, for them and stuff, too. So <laughs> so how are we looking? Sounds like pretty uh, pretty healthy uh, right now. A lot of uh, I know Patterson's a game time decision and stuff, but what have you liked uh, that you've seen during the uh, preseason and camps as far as their uh, uh, ability to uh, take on adversity and also take on weather or, or injuries? Yeah, we've we actually had a pretty good camp. You know, we've had some where – I don't like to talk to you this time of year because we've already got, got a bunch of guys banged up. But obviously Avery was a big loss. Uh, we hate to lose him again for so many reasons, not just physical. 
But aside from that, the other guys did really well. I mean, and the guys are just another year bigger, faster, and stronger. So I, I love our team this year. So what do you uh, – big coaching change, too, and we've asked all the guests kind of their opinion and stuff. What do you think is going to make uh, Coach Marcus successful um, or just being a head coach in Notre Dame, the difference between him and other coaches that have taken over? Oof, uh, he's, he's got a ton of energy, and the players respond. I, I was just talking to uh, Dr. Balint the other day about – how no one's been a coach here that's played as recently as Marcus. I mean, he's, he wasn't a player that long ago. I remember when I was 35, 36, I thought I just got done playing, even though it was years later. <laughs> so I think he's going to relate a lot better. The players will respect that a little bit more than previous coaches. Like, you know, you guys, Charlie and Brian has been a few years since they played. And uh, that makes a difference. I think the guys, uh, they can relate to that. You can see it. Yeah, I think maybe it's just the way he does things and the energy he brings to it. It's, it's great. The response is great. There's a ton of, ton of energy. That's the best way to describe it. And it's fun. It's just, it's like fun again. It's going to bring some different parts of the game that you haven't seen maybe in a while. And uh, I think the players definitely are, are, are into it. So as a defensive player for uh, Notre Dame, do you think that's where our strength's at this year? Where, where would you rank uh, the strength being in defense or offense? Well, I, I always think, the, as much as I hate to admit it, I always think it has a lot to do with your O-line and your D-line. Uh, never a position I've played, but your teams are always based on that. I think Notre Dame always has enough talent at every other position to play with anybody, but you have to have it on the O-line, D-line, and I think we have a, a great offensive line, right? We've got a great O-line coach in Harry, but the O-linemen that we've had now, are they're good, another year experience. In our D-line, we have just have a ton of players on the D-line that have been there before. We don't have just a bunch of rookies anymore. So I think as long as you still have an O-line, D-line, you're going to be fine. I know Ohio State's also strong at O-line, right. D-line. That's, that's where it always happens. I mean, let's face it. You can say what you want, and you're going to have a couple guys make a big play here and there. We have a ton of guys that can do that. They have, on paper, more guys that are making big plays, but I, I don't think any more than, than we can. Uh, they just, they've just done it a little bit more often, but – I, we got a lot of talent on this team. I like that we're being overlooked. I really do. Yeah, it does. I mean, the the I think the quote about all the guests today was the fact that uh, you know everybody's taking that as a chip on their shoulder at Notre Dame. Yeah, we can't help you pissed off a little bit. Uh, you, <laughs> you get annoyed after a while, right? It's just, you kind of want to just get back out there and, and help out any way you can. But unfortunately, I got to sit and hold hold my place on the sideline, which. Clearly, I'm better off over there than anywhere on a field anymore. <laughs> so a lot of people said that they, uh, we heard that they practice. He really he intensified the early practices and wants to have a team that's not going to be falling off in the fourth quarter. Is that what you're seeing too? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're, they're tired of hearing that narrative too, right? Nobody wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. So you just get tired. Of, you don't want to be labeled as any team. So you just handle it a little differently. I, I don't see the fourth quarter being any different. These guys are, are good. you got to be pretty strong mentally to get to this point. And I've always thought it interesting to see what happens from week one to week two. I'm not in any hurry to get through this game tonight, but you really learn a lot about guys who – I hope I didn't fall into that category, but some guys who are, are big on paper and they don't really show up on game day and you don't know it until the first game mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, right, the guys who just – you know, who the hell is that guy? He, he's making plays all over the field. He just showed up on game day. He's ready. He's a different person on game day. 
and you start finding those things out. Now we're we're fairly experienced in a lot of positions, so I don't think we're going to have a lot of surprises. But I don't mind if we expose some of Ohio State's. Let's find those guys. Let's find the weak ones. We're with uh, Dr. Brian Radigan, the uh, head orthopedic physician for the Fighting Irish football team. Um, so how's things uh, with Connor? So obviously I see him moving up in the depth chart uh, somewhat. And um, actually somebody, who, who was that? that which, was that Derek Mays? Derek yeah. Mays said, told us, watch out for that Connor Radigan boy. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm real proud of him. Certainly, I, I can't say that enough. He's, uh, he's put his head down, worked hard, gained the weight, got the speed. You know, he's, he's done everything he can to contribute and try to help this team in any way he can. And uh, he's getting rewarded by, you know, Tommy Reese sat him down, talked to him about traveling this year, um, being a part of the team. It, it's, you know, we've had so many injuries all over the place that, you know, he's been running with the, the twos, you know, ones and twos all fall and all spring. And you get guys banged up and, He's ready. You know, he knows the playbook better than he's ever known. He's ready if he needs to, but he also knows that there's so many ways to help out. And part of it is helping the young guys learn. You know, you got some talent, and, and he's not too proud to teach freshmen, right? That's, he, uh, he gets asked a lot of questions about what do you do. And I, I, I'm just real proud of how he navigated this world of, you know, scholarship walk-ons, part of it. Right. But the culture at Notre Dame is so much more than just football. And I think he's handled it much better than I did. I think I was a little more shut down. He's opened up. He's learned a lot. I don't think anybody could grow as much as he has in the last four years. And it just makes me proud of the dad to see what Notre Dame has been able to offer him and, and what he's been able to offer Notre Dame. I think it's been a real good marriage. No, feeling better than being proud of your kids. Uh, I, I know that yeah, for absolutely. for sure. So I don't want to put you on the spot, and maybe you don't want to name a name, but I'm looking for an unsung hero on offense and defense that maybe no one's they're off the radar might be significantly uh, impactful tonight. Mm, unsung. Well, you got to you got to go to the running backs, right? Mm-hmm. You got to find who who that guy is going to be, and I don't care how much they run. I want to know who's picking up that block. We had a, a good one that went off to the NFL that was able to pick up blocks. I'm anxious to see, you know, is it going to be Audrey or Logan or, or Tyree? Which one of those guys is going to be our best blocker? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious myself. I mean, they all look great in practice, right? They all know their responsibilities and, and they're a nice trio. So on offense, I think I'm, I'm, I'm most curious about that. We got not worried about O-line, tight end stuff. Those guys I think are well-known um, and everybody wants to talk about Buckner, but, He's a, he's a stud. He's going to be great. So running back will be my offensive choice. If they can pick up those blocks, that'll be the unsung hero that nobody gives you credit in the stat book for that one. Uh, so I'm hoping they do that. Defensively, oh, boy, you got me going here. <laughs> I, I, love, I, love the, I love the linebackers. You know that? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you got a little, little I'm, love I'm, there. I, yeah, you know, and, and – Jack and JD and Maris, those guys are all the ones everyone wants to talk about. I think I'm going to stick with Bo Bauer. I hate to say that to you because Bo is one of those guys that's been steady. He makes plays on special teams. I think Bo's a better guy in pass coverage than people realize. So he's an every down linebacker if necessary. And so are the other three, but everybody knows that. But I think Bo might be making some plays that people are unaware of. He's going to make a big difference. 
All right. We appreciate that input and that insight. And I'm always uh, grateful for you taking the time on a busy day to uh, join us. I think I might have an appointment with you next week or the week after. So I'll see you at the office, Doc. <laughs> Yeah, we only see each other when we're undefeated. There, okay, all right, that's a deal. That's a deal. All right, we appreciate it, Brian. You have a good day, and uh, good luck to uh, right, Connor and the team. Thanks. All, all right. right, have a great night, guys. Thanks. We'll be right back on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey, we want to thank you for listening today. Jim and I had a great time. We want to thank Matt Embry here for producing in the studio and our engineer, Bob Hennings, for making this transition back to the studio so successful. And a, per and a personal thanks to all the guests for taking time out of their busy weekend to chat with us and make the show what it is. Don't go anywhere. WSBT's Notre Dame coverage continues right after the break. It's details X's and O's with on the Michelob Ultra Game Day Sports Beat. That will be followed by the connect or connect um, excuse me the connecting notre dame pregame show on the network and then stay tuned after the game for reggie brooks and jim as they host the official post game show please join us next week bright and early at 9 a.m as we host the first home game this year against marshall for jim this is tim we hope you enjoy a fabulous weekend on your home for fighting irish football sports radio 960 wsbt go irish Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.